It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Beijing Bound, the countdown to the 2022 Winter Olympic Games. I'm Michael. I'm John. Paralympics GB will take on some of the lessons learned from their Team GB counterparts for the Beijing 2022 Winter Paralympic Games. That's according to Dame Catherine Granger, who's been speaking to us as part of her role as chair of UK Sport. Paralympics GB have a medal target of between five and nine and are taking 25 athletes in skiing, Nordic skiing and curling, their biggest team since Lillehammer in 1994. You never know. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, with the... So the Paralympic team are already out there, so they'll be getting used to this. Um, it's a sort of you know brave new world of closed loop system and you know daily testing and and certainly able. The the nice thing is there's a bit of an overlap between Team GB and Paralympics GB being out in the country, and so um, you know the chef missions will be talking to each other, some of the athletes will talk to each other. There'll be learnings almost immediately of this is how we did it, and this is how it worked for us. Um, but you've still got a team that's not experienced that environment before. And, and it's hard to know how people will will then be able to cope and deliver. Um, they've had, you know, the Paralympic team have had similar challenges to the Olympic team. But I don't think it means, um, I, you know, I think we still have really high expectations as the athletes do themselves. We've got some brilliant potential there. And, and I think there's going to be a lot coming up and it's a slightly shorter games, but it's still going to be a lot of, as we know, high drama, uh, high stress from a viewer's point of view. Um, but you know, we've, we had some incredible results four years ago in Pyeongchang and some of the athletes are the same. So they'll be coming back, having at least experienced that big stage moment and wanting to do it again, um, albeit in a, in a different world we're in right now. Catherine, you're retired from competitive rowing, but you're now in this other new career as the chair of UK Sport. And I remember you telling me once that being chair of an organisation meant you had to make big decisions. Have you got big decisions to make now having seen... Team GB only win the two medals in Beijing. Yeah, and I think all of us in these sort of leadership roles are faced with big decisions that sort of feel daily, um, you know, all the time. And and I think when you're when you're the chair of an organisation that is um, publicly funded as well, you know, it's a this is public investment. It comes with an incredible amount of responsibility, and and it needs to be evidenced of you know why the investments are going where. 
so that's why you know coming up there'll be an incredible sort of in-depth reviews almost you know every sport will be reviewing anyway you know as an athlete you review your own performance as a sport you absolutely go over everything that's happened not in the last sort of 15 days but the last four years you go into training camps and and um, you go into equipment and you go into the size of the team and the selection of the team and you know every single element you kind of look into to see right where did it really work for us where didn't it where could we be better where might we got this wrong so sports are going to be going to be go through that anyway but also you know at UK sport we're doing exactly the same you know let's look at the decisions we made let's look at the the information we use let's look at the you know all those relationships we have that that ultimately lead to that Olympic and Paralympic moment and where could we do better and where you know do we need to make this improved because when the decisions come and the big decisions for us will be around summer for the next um, so this summer we'll make decisions for the next winter games in four years time and you know there's always there's never feels like there's enough money to go around we've got a lot of incredible potential but the decisions all come down to that future potential what what is the potential now for Milan Cortina in 2026 and to to make those decisions to to sort of make them best you can with the information you have you just need a lot of information to be coming in and then we sort of have big tough uh decisions around the board table to have and that that's what you know that's what comes with this role is that responsibility i've heard obviously from people like georgina harlan the chef the mission i spoke to andy anson the ceo at the boa and he talked about obviously the number of finalists that you had the number of young athletes coming through but when you hear people like Matt West and Marcus White in skeleton questioning their equipment. How concerning is that for you? Yeah, and and you know it's something I'm not close to right now. I haven't heard anything more. And it, we we need the teams to come back um, to the UK to really address those things. Obviously, you know I was tuning in like everyone hearing the commentary that was giving the impression that you know the, the equipment was making a big difference for those results. Um, I think you know any of us who've been there and and competed ourselves, there's a there's a vast array of factors that will make up any ultimate result, and it's making sure that we're looking at everything. You know the sport will be doing it first and foremost, but Equipment will, of course, be part of it, but there'll be lots of other factors that they'll be looking at to, to see what went right or wrong. Um, and yeah, you know, that's a sport that Skeleton's delivered time and time again since 2002 when, when it came back into the Olympic Games. So there'll be a sense of, you know, why was this why was this game so different? Why was this game not delivering as it had in the past? And, and that's where, you know, equipment absolutely will be part of that review, but it won't be the only thing that'll be looked at. Because you look at someone like Germany in the sliding sports, of course, I think the only one they didn't get a medal in was the monobob where everyone has to use the same sled. So clearly investment in equipment brings medals. Yeah. And, you know, I was discussing with Amy Fuller this morning and one of our you know, snowboarders, our former snowboarder now, and every sport is quite different. You know, some sports really do rely more on, on sort of technical equipment than other sports. Um, and, and, you know, traditionally the, the skeleton, the, the luge and the bobsay are ones that are quite technical um, specifications around the equipment. So that's why it becomes a big part of the review, because like we said, we've had huge success in the past, not so much this year, but great talent within that programme, you know, great individual athletes. So there will be a look at, OK, could that have been done differently? Is this time to press a panic button? Is this just a blip or do we not know that yet? I, I certainly do not have the hand hovering above the panic button. Um, you know, I, I think we, I think everyone, you know, again, you do this as an athlete. You have to be incredibly honest with yourself. We have to sit back and say, well, it's not what we expected. And, and, and it felt like, you know, as a team, we didn't we didn't necessarily bring back the successes that we might have hoped for. And, and those hopes and those predictions were built on a lot of information over the last four years of how people have performed. 
Um, so there is there are moments where you sit and think, okay, well, you know, we're very, very used to now seeing Team GB and Paralympics GB just delivering medal after medal and huge success and almost building games after games after games. And this is the first time in quite a while we've thought, oh, this, this one hasn't just followed that natural pathway. Um, but I think, you know, I mean, grief, I would, I, as much as anyone, um, would have wanted to see every single athlete reach their absolute best potential out there. Um, but that wasn't the case. But what it does give you is an incredible opportunity. You know, uh, I, you know, it's a classic thing. I learned my biggest, biggest lessons when I had disappointments in my career. And whether you're an individual athlete or whether you're you know, overseeing a team like this, that, that state, that holds true. So when we do have games like this, which are maybe, you know, collectively, arguably some athletes will be coming back very disappointed. Well, then it's more, what do we do now? You know, rather than, and panic is not the answer. Now it's the kind of, okay, well, now we bring out, how do you react in any kind of very challenging situation? Well, you have to then look at everything that's happened. Be really honest about where it's been right and be really honest about where it's been wrong and really honest about what you can then change. And, and to me, as you know, someone looking to the future, really excited about winter sports in our future, I think it does give us brilliant opportunities. You know, I think we have potential there. We have success already. We have some incredible young new athletes in sports we haven't been able to sort of invest in and support and see before on the global stage. And that, all these different elements, I think, are really positive. Um, and we just need to make sure the lead up to the next four years, we come out, you know, better, stronger, higher, faster, the usual classic Olympic things when it comes to Milan Cortina. Because I do think... I really think this is a team that can deliver on, on the international stage. Um, we don't have the breadth, we don't have the depth of some other big winter nations. So we also have to be realistic about what's possible. You know, we don't have the enormous mountains sitting in our backyard in this country, but we do have amazing snow domes that have been invested into. We do have amazing people that can do brilliant things you know, on curling rinks in this country. So there's a lot of, lot of things that I think we can shift slightly in our decision making and our strategies but also build on what's happened and what's to come. So just finally then for me obviously GB Snow Sport have this very public stated ambition top five snow nation by 2030. Was Covid an issue this time around because clearly obviously the curlers could get back into their their rink in Sterling fairly quickly after that first lockdown but for our snow and ski and snowboard athletes that wasn't necessarily the proposition for them is that an, is that a reason perhaps I think it's certainly one of the reasons you know I, I you know, we discussed this leading up to the the Tokyo Olympics last summer um and the same with the Paralympic team as well they'd all faced very similar challenges but I think when you move it to the winter sports suddenly you know you can't put something in your back garden and make it work you can't do something in your street and make it work you you generally have to be abroad on the big slopes if you're in those sports and that's very hard to recreate in any way in this country and when there's a pandemic and there's limited travel there's limited competition I think it has created some real challenges um, and we've also got you know things like Brexit has played a part in how how long people can stay abroad so there's lots of different factors coming in that some were predictable and some weren't and I think again it's that there's no one element that that explains sort of the collective performances across ski and snowboard. There's lots of different bits that will be looked at out. Um, so some big reasons like that, but also you've got some, you know, some of our best athletes on, on the slopes. It's tiny, tiny margins. It's one split decision, you know, hurtling down a mountain that can transform whether you come 27th or come first or second. So, you know, again, the, the, the sort of drama and the, the jeopardy and the unpredictable thing that makes all our winter sports so compelling to watch 
also makes them really sort of unpredictable uh, to to sort of plan for and and have expectations. So that's the same for every country. We accept that. So we just need to see how we can be doing this better. There's nine days of sport to look forward to. Good luck to all at Paralympics GB. And download our weekly Anything But Footy podcast for all the latest Olympic and Paralympic news, interviews and conversations. We're on Apple and Google Podcasts. Just search Anything But Footy. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.